Welcome to Catholic Conversations. This is your host, Adrian Fonseca, and today is a little bit of a different show. It's something that we actually have never done before. We've done a few different interesting kinds of shows, interviews, we've done debates, mostly just me talking into a void because nobody's listening. And But today is going to be different. My friend uh, made a brewing company. Well, actually, I guess he became my friend after he made a brewing company, so... I guess it's the other way around. However, Trevor Alcorn is uh, joining us, and uh, good morning to you. Tre- I guess it's not morning anymore. I feel like every everything I do, everything it just always feels like it's the morning. But good afternoon slash evening to you, Trevor. Good hey, good afternoon, Adrian. Thanks for having me on. And I'm sure everything seems like it's morning. You you start so early in the morning that morning lasts forever. So. <laughs> And I'm so used to it. every time I have guests on, it's uh, at 6.30 in the morning. So I just always say good morning. I'll be meeting someone at night at, after church. And I'm just like, oh, good morning. And I'm like, it's not morning. Why do I, I just like, and like drilled into my head. I always tell everybody good morning. And so it's, it's a little, you know, the uh, everyone, ha- occupational hazard, let's call it. That, that, that's totally fine. It's like <laughs> a good thing to be a morning person. Yeah. The sad thing is I'm not actually a morning person. I, and have been forced into becoming a morning person, uh, kicking and screaming, but it is what it is. But uh, there's so much news that's happened. We're going to jump into, so what? let me give you the context for everyone listening. The context here is Trevor, we, we were making jokes on Twitter and talking about uh, starting a, a commercial contest because people are making videos about different things. Uh, do you remember what the catalyst was for this? Oh, man, that, that's a fantastic question. Um, I can't even remember yeah. anymore. Yeah, you know what? I think it was, oh, um, e- Enoch had made like a, a real short um, reel for us. Um, oh, that's what it was. That's there. right. That's right. Yeah, and then you had the idea for it. And I was like, you know, it would be fun if we just had a commercial contest. And everybody was like, yeah, that'd be a good idea. And so I was like, all right, let's do it. And so I uh, threw things together. I asked you, I was like, hey, do you think it's cool? And you're like, yeah, sure, go for it. So I started emailing everybody, contact everybody. A bunch of people signed up to get the email, and then we'll cover that at the end. And so we're going to cover the entries at the end of this episode, and we'll watch the entries and comment on them. Uh, we'll go all Simon Cowell on it, and it'll be great. Uh, but the uh, but before we do, let's just uh, catch up a little bit, let people, because you know most of my shows, I never talk about myself. Uh, and so I don't think any of my listeners really know me other than if they listen to the radio show, Catholic Drive Time, they might know me a little bit more, but I rarely talk about my personal life. So uh, let's talk about that a little bit. But let's start with you, because like I said, I don't like talking about myself. So let's start with you. You had a new addition to your family come into the world. I guess they've been in the world for nine months already, but into uh, the outside world, let's say. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely, Adrian. So. Yeah, uh, God blessed us with with uh, my wife Caitlin and I with another child. So, uh, number five, girl number three. Real quickly, uh, Trevor, uh, I've been told that your audio is too quiet. Uh, can you okay. turn? Is there any way that you can turn it up? Um. Yeah. You know what? Let me just go ahead. Okay. And, you go do that, and I will just uh, go and uh, talk about something else while you do that. So, real quickly, for anyone who wants to know more about Trevor, because I realized I really didn't do a very good job of in- introducing him. I'm very tired. I woke up at two thirty in the morning. But the if you go back, you can actually find an episode I did where I interviewed him. We talked about the history of brewing, 
And I told him we're going to have him back on in the future to talk about the uh, philosophy of like the sin of drunkenness, but we never did. But so eventually we'll do that. Uh, but Trevor, are you good? Nope, not yet. So is it okay? Is it okay? Uh, so yeah, uh, let me know. Uh, Trevor, say, uh, continue your story and I'll see if anybody says anything. Okay. Um, so sorry, but I'll just get a little bit closer here. Uh, but if, if that doesn't work, I'll, I'll switch to different, uh, different just, you can just yell, just scream yeah, on top of your lungs. Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, uh, Don't wake up everyone. Actually, it'll actually work. Um, so yeah. So what I can say is, uh, my wife and I were blessed with baby number five. Uh, and so the third baby, uh, or it's a third girl, sorry. And her name is. Francesca Marguerite, and the first name being after St. Francis Xavier Cabrini. And uh, so, yeah, just we've been, we always want to, of course, name all of our children after saints. At the very least, the first name, usually a middle name, is a a family name, but we definitely want to make sure that that's meaningful. And so we find a lot of of inspiration in Mother Cabrini. and did a lot of reading up on her. And she's actually, you know, I know she's been all over these United States, uh, but she actually died in Chicago. So, which of course I'm not too far away from Chicago. Um, so there's a little bit of a local connection there. So uh, yeah, we're just, uh, yeah, I'm I'm off work for just a little tiny bit, helping to take care of, um, you know, the house and the, the other children right now. So, um, you know, having a, having a good time with them right now, but, uh, yeah, every, everyone's doing well. Wife is recovering well and the baby's doing great. So, you know, been incredibly blessed by God. And so I've been waiting for an, on bated breath to see a, um, a Tridentine brewing store come up of some online store where we can, people can buy, your amazing uh, pieces of artwork, which honestly, that's really what they are. They're pieces of art. And uh, you also had those wood carvings that you sent me for Christmas. They're absolutely amazing. They were on our Christmas tree. And uh, so you have all these things which could definitely be sold at an online store. You said, um, to- I'll get that around, uh, I don't know, maybe December. <laughs> uh, December's come and gone. Uh, what's the update on that? Yeah, so I'm uh, glad that you brought that up, Adrian. Thank you. Uh, so the store itself is something that we are, um, so I'm actively working with uh, um, someone to set up a Shopify store. And so that is that is ongoing right now. Uh, we had originally projected a March 1st go live date. Uh, can't really, I don't want to commit on the show that it will launch on March 1st, but let me just say that I do anticipate it to launch this spring. And uh, as you said, uh, well, as, as soon as it launches, I'm sure that I'll just be called a grifter from from then on. But <laughs> <laughs> to, to your point though, Adrian, I think that with the actual artwork, there's been such a demand, right? I continually get questions around that, you know, can you make it available? So that's really what this is, is there's just been so much demand for it. We decided, okay, let's go ahead. Let's make it available. And so, um, yeah, we're, we've got a lot of interesting things sourced, uh, lined up, including, uh, as you mentioned, just some, some woodworking, uh, for different saints. So someone within my wife's family owns a woodworking shop here in Illinois and, uh, who's also, uh, you know, a traditional Catholic. And uh, so he makes some really beautiful uh, pieces. And so we'll, we'll have that on the store as well. So we're really trying to, with the store, 
you know, get as many things from, you know, made in the U.S., but also especially, you know, from Catholics. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. we're trying to do with this, whether it's the the artwork that we're working on or actually the materials, just trying to source as much as we can from fellow Catholics, because I think especially in these times, we've got to support each other. 100% I agree. And the other thing that I find uh, interesting is the fact that you're giving, you just give it away. Like you, you make so much of this stuff and you just give it away to people. I'm like, I don't know how you do that. That's just crazy. So my, my selfish reasons for wanting you to do this is that I want you to make money off of this. That way it becomes financially viable for you to actually start selling your beer. That's what I want. So selfishly, I want you to start selling the artwork and for it to do very well. So that way then you have the funding you need to create a brewery that actually is able to be sold and more importantly, purchased. So that's my my selfish reasons. And I, I appreciate the the selfish reasons, Adrian. And I, I agree. I think I was talking with my father recently and he said, you know, at some point we got to, you know, the, the charity project can't go on forever. And even though I do... <laughs> Uh, appreciate, you know, I do really actually enjoy giving, giving it away to people, uh, you know, w- what we're able to produce. Uh, but yeah, at a certain point to make it more viable, to reach, to reach more people. And as you said, to really take the beer aspect, you know, cause that obviously the artwork draws people in. That's what's drawing people in now because they're not really having, having the beer. Uh, but once we really want to be able to make the beer available, we're, we're working on that separately as well. Uh, trying to find some avenues to make that beer available, but you're right. I mean, that's that's the ultimate goal is to really get it out there in the marketplace and make it a viable thing. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, anyone who would love to help out the brewery, and I get I get emails, correspondence from people. You know, hey, can I? Uh, you know, uh, if if you've got some type of funding mechanism or whatever, I'll just give you money. And it's like, okay, well, here's here's an opportunity if people want to support us, support the brewery, and get something you know cool uh, out of it. Then you know, please uh, please check out the Tridentine Brewing uh, Shop when that goes live, and uh, you know, feel free to check out our social media. I'll be announcing it there once it's live. Uh, but you can access it via TridentineBrewing.com once it is live. Yes, and the uh, the other thing I found always find very funny, kind of amusing to me, is sometimes I'll see people online uh, attack you and say, "Oh, Trevor is this no name, uh, faceless Twitter anon," and I'm like, "His name is like on there. He has a website with all his information. He's appeared publicly online many times. I don't know if you can call him anonymous." And then the uh, the second thing is they'll be like, oh, you grifter, this, that, and the other. And it's like, I don't, I don't make any money off. I give it away for free. And even if I did make money off it, why would that be a bad thing? So I, I always find that very amusing when I see people attacking me for that reason. I just laugh. I'm like, these people, they just... <laughs> I, I, they, it doesn't make any sense. Just, why? Why do this? So anyway, uh, so a little update about my my life. Uh, so many of you may know I was the producer for the and notice the uh, the past tense uh, clause right there. I was the producer of the Catholic Drive Time, a Catholic radio show produced by the Guadalupe Radio Network, uh, broadcast across I believe fifty radio stations. If I'm not mistaken, because we were also on Station the Cross. And recently, 
I have, I no longer am working as a producer of Catholic Drive Time. That's because I was promoted to the host of Catholic Drive Time. Joe McClain, our host, decided to take a position elsewhere. And so they offered me the position uh, after he left. And so I have been doing that. I've been working on that for all of January. I officially took the job on the first Monday of February, which I guess in the first Monday of February was actually the 31st of January. So last week was my first week. This week is my second week. It has been very chaotic, lots going on, juggling a lot of balls, trying to um, do multiple jobs, transition jobs, that kind of thing, new training for different things. I think it's been successful. I let people in the comment section who watch the show, uh, I'll let them be the judge, whether or not it's been successful or not. But I think it's been okay. I think it's been enjoyable. Um, I'm enjoying it. I'm not enjoying the long hours. I've been working 12 to 14 hours a day. Um, but praise be to God for it. I'm glad to do it. And it's been a, it's been a joy. So I'm uh, too blessed to be stressed, too anointed to be disappointed. And if grace was money, I'd be a millionaire. So thank you, Terry and Jesse, for those, uh, <laughs> those funny things. I was going to say, you, you, you took a page right out of Terry and Jesse's book right there. But um, yeah, Adrian, congratulations again on, I mean, talk about a huge accomplishment. And I know you've done a fantastic, fantastic job so far uh, in your role prior to your uh, promotion. So well done and looking forward to continue listening to the great content that you produce over at Guadalupe Radio Network. Thank you very much, Trevor. And uh, Brendan Castle commented, he said, nobody told me about this contest. Um, I We posted on Twitter. I shared it on Twitter. <laughs> I had a ton of people uh, retweeting it. Uh, so, I mean, sorry, dude. I Sorry you didn't hear about it. I uh, tried to get it out as much as I could. I really, really pushed it hard the first few days. And then I was like, okay, I'm just going to wait to see if anything comes of it. And so I just let it rest. I, should, I guess I could have pushed it further uh, later on, but... You know, I got had we all had other things going on in the world, so sorry. But uh, maybe next time, maybe at a later date, whenever, uh, whenever, maybe here's an idea. I'm just gonna throw this out here. I'm not gonna make any commitments, uh, but maybe when Trevor launches the store, we could do it again and actually have a like a whole uh, make it a, a big thing. We can uh, have more effort put into it, more marketing put into it and make it a big thing as an announcement for the launching of the store or something like that. I think that might be fun. So I don't know. I'll let Trevor uh, give a comment on that. No commitments though from anybody. No, no, no commitments, but you know, Brennan, if you, if you want to be a partner in the grift, please, I mean, I'd love for you to make a commercial for us. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. I think that that would be great. And I think that um, it'd provide people with uh, maybe even more material to use as well, Adrian. So I would uh, definitely look forward to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So let's see what time is it is 418. Let's uh, stretch this out another. I said I was going to do this for 30 minutes. So let's stretch this, stretch out this conversation for another few minutes. Did you hear before we get into it? So if you're listening, stay for another about seven minutes or so, and then we'll play the video, and then we'll talk about the uh, play the videos, and we'll talk about the winner and all that jazz. So stay tuned. We'll we'll chat about for probably another seven minutes or so, and we'll then transition into that. Um, but you know, I, just random thought. I hate the fact that every time I say the word transition. I now immediately think of LGBT ideology, like every <laughs> single time, every single time. If I like, oh, let's transition to this. And I'm like, 
And now I feel like I need to use a different word. But no, you're not allowed to change my language. I can use whatever word I want. And it just like freaks me out and I get, get upset. But side thought, um, I want to talk to you, speaking of transition, talk to you about the Twitter story with Tegan. And that was absolutely insane seeing everybody react to this. And I made the comment I was saying on Twitter. Um, this is why you do not simp. Uh, men do not simp, not even once, because uh, you never know. They might just be a bot or, or some guy who is totally trolling you. So you never simp, not even once. Uh, what's, what do you think about the, that whole situation with Tegan? Yeah, well, for those for those of you that aren't on Twitter, there's an account. It was uh, at totally underscore Tegan, and uh, I think it started what maybe like a year ago, year and a half ago, and uh, it was what appeared to be this college uh, this college woman who uh, suddenly was an atheist and came to the Catholic Church, and so um, and this this account was asking all types of questions about the faith and. Uh, you know, ended up amassing you know several thousand followers, uh, and would you know would post post certain pictures. I think almost like you know now we find out is mostly catfish pictures of someone else's uh, Instagram profile that uh, was used for this uh, account. But uh, yeah, I always found the account personally, Adrian, a bit um, weird, and I I almost commented on it a few times, but I didn't. Um, now this is this sounds like really like Monday morning quarterback now, yeah. but I always got this feeling from the account. I was like, yeah, who who does this in real life? I think the account's first tweet was. I'm I was atheist, but now I'm thinking about the Catholic Church, and that was like the first tweet. And then it, it was like hashtag Catholic Twitter, all these things. It was like a little bit weird to me. Uh, and I want to say, yeah, this doesn't really seem like maybe it's a real person. But I was like, oh, everyone's gonna say, oh, stop it. You know, this is someone new coming to the faith. Why are you, <laughs> why are you saying this about this account? And but you know, of course, we come to find out um i think it, the the person finally got found out that someone tied the pictures back to this other <laughs> uh, sorority girl i think uh online and so the account's gone now the person who was behind it whether it's a man or a woman who knows uh you know finally decided to blow up the account once it was found found out but really tricked a lot of people i mean even people were saying and um and i never really talked i think i commented on a few of this this person's posts, but I never you know, DM'd or anything. But other people I'd had DM'd said, "Oh, it seemed like a really authentic person, and all the you know the story seemed to add up." But so all these facts <laughs> came in. It was like oh, it was all these inconsistencies, and so it really blew up. And to your point about um, simping, in case people don't really know, uh, I mean, may maybe you can give a, a background on what that is. But this account really attracted a lot of um, you know men who would would make comments like oh you know pictures like oh you're even some priests yeah it was all really cringe um about like oh you look so beautiful in that dress and like all these like really th things yeah you probably shouldn't put that out there uh like that so uh i think once the account was really found out that yeah this is actually a, a fake account uh <laughs> that really kind of blew up and made <laughs> made a lot of people already look bad who you know, honestly, you're, you kind of look bad anyway, when you're making those type of comments and, you know, she wasn't pretending, you know, this count wasn't pretending to be married. And most of the people that were commenting weren't, weren't married that I know, even though I think that there, again, there were some people who shouldn't have been commenting in the way that they were. Uh, but yeah, I think a lot of people had egg on their face after, after this and kind of playing along with this, uh, account because this, again, this turned into a big account. And so it was, uh, 
pretty interesting to watch the fallout over the last few days uh, of this account, you know, blow up, implode, and then everyone, you know, talked about how they had been hoodwinked the whole time. Yeah, I very deliberately, it's so funny, I have made the deliberate decision years ago to never simp. And this is a great, uh, a great thing that I did because I definitely, I never interacted with this account because every time I saw her, there was always a ton of guys commenting on her stuff and things like that. And I was like, if I say anything at all, mm -hmm. it can be categorized as simping. And for those who don't know, simping is like giving a woman un attention that they don't deserve or giving women attention just to try in, in the, with the, with the desire or hope that you receive attention back or in a secular sense, receive sexual favors. Um, but I'm, and, and to charity to most of the guys who commented on it, I'm sure that most of the guys commenting on it were not trying to earn sexual favors from this fake account. Uh, probably just wanting to get attention from a pretty girl is probably what happened as my guess. But uh, yeah, the uh, comments about this is absolutely hilarious. People were like, sorry, but what actual woman would pick the username totally Tegan? That was like iCarly grade. <laughs> uh, this one yeah. is, yes, Venmo me. My at is totally Tegan. <laughs> uh, Catholicism, which don't tell any of him that I uh, mentioned his tweets. Uh, he said, don't believe him. He ain't, Te he ain't Tegan. I am. I got all the DMs from you, <laughs> not going to read that, and racist to prove it. And sh it's because Seamus from Freedom Tune said, I'm actually a 22-year-old sorority girl who loves video <laughs> games, far-right politics, and World War II history. I invented the Seamus persona entirely to make friends online because I knew it was the only way I could get men to pay attention to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's so good. All the uh, responses to this is just cracking me up, and I'm so glad that I did, uh, that I did not, was not involved in that at all. Praise be to God. Cause that's, it is the funniest thing I've seen in a long time. Uh, Angela is in the chat. She said, I'm pretty sure I muted her. Yep. I, I didn't mute her. I tried not to mute people or block people in general, but I would just keep scrolling. Every time I saw her pose, I just ignore it and keep going. Uh, Brendan Castle said brewery when, well, it's not a, it's not a, brewery i hate that word i can never say it but it's not a brewery that you can go to at the moment in the sense that you can't buy things if you hit up trevor i'm sure he'd be happy to show you his uh, private brewery uh he can't sell anything at the moment uh but uh, i'll let uh, trevor comment on that yeah so the brewery right now is um yeah it, it's a home brewery which means by by law by federal law and by state law we can we can brew for you know personal consumption or you know for friends things things like that uh but we can't sell anything uh and so right now we still have the home brewery uh in in the house it wasn't my house now it's at my parents house uh in their basement um very nice for a home brewery i will say uh but we're looking at ways uh, exploring ways to make it go commercial um uh, looking at commercial other existing commercial breweries to maybe partner with to get it off the ground to really test the waters and see is this could this really work commercially are people actually interested in it or are they just like the labels <laughs> so they're right. actually interested in the right. beer part so that's something that we're looking into um and so until we get to the point if we get to the point of actually having our own commercial brewery our own space where we you know make it on site um and could sell from there 
you know, we're not going to be able to have, you know, formal, you know, public tours. Um, you know, we've had, had friends over to the brewery and they've seen it, but of course, you know, what, once we get to a commercial state, uh, then that would be fantastic. I would love to have, you know, those who listening, you know, come on over to the brewery. I'm sure we'll have maybe formal brewery time, you know, formal tour times of the brewery. So we would love to have you over at that time. Yeah, so make sure you're uh, following him on Twitter, and uh, you'll be able to keep uh, see updates. Or and also just follow me. I'll I'll definitely be announcing it when those things happen. Uh, but yeah, the going back to the Tegan thing. I think the lesson here to not dwell too much on the actual event itself and making fun of people as much as fun as that is. Uh, the lesson here is number one: men don't simp. Uh, two: the rise of fake accounts. We've always had catfishing. We've always had these kind of things where uh, people like pretend to be a foreign prince begging people for money. Uh, these kind of things have always happened. But now in the 21st century, it's gotten so good. And people have become really good at it. They're good at making, at imitating people. They're good at, uh, at curating photos and all these different things. We need to be like aware of this. And we saw the whole thing with the feds and the Catholics. And so... I, I hate to say this, but we should really be skeptical of the people we interact with. Unless I know somebody in real life, I really don't give them much credence in general. If I've talked to someone in real life, like even now, um, Trevor and I have met in person. So I know Trevor is a real person. But if I had not and I've only ever met him through Zoom, I would be 90 percent sure he's real. But with the rise <laughs> of A.I., who knows? Because we've seen these like that, that poor that poor woman was a Twitch streamer, I think, and they took her face and put it onto pornographic materials, and she was just bawling her eyes out whenever she found out about it, and people were making fun of her for that. And I'm like, what would you do if someone took your likeness and desecrated? You have a right to your good name. And this is happening to people, and people, and the woman who is actually whoever Tegan was, her identity was being stolen, obviously. Well, at least it was stolen and being pretended to be a traditional Catholic. Uh, but it, still, same thing. Your identity is being stolen. All these things. And then it's going to get worse because they're going to be able to just invent people out of whole cloth. And you're not going to be able to find out who the original person was because there is no original person. So that's scary to me. Let's be more skeptical. Let's be very prudent in how we talk. And online, let's perhaps talk online as if... We were talking to people in real life. Let's treat online world as if it's real life and not act different online just because you have a little bit of anonymity. Uh, Trevor, I'll let you have the last word and then we'll transition to the to the actual uh, contest. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say in, in regards to online conduct in general that, you know, whatever interactions that you have have with people that, I mean, you should interact with people as if you wouldn't mind if it was printed on the, in the paper. Um, I mean, sometimes I don't live up to that, uh, but I mean, generally, yeah, that's what I try to to think of it as, you know, even if it's DMs or, or whatever, like if this was published and people knew what I was saying, would I be okay with it? Uh, but to your point as well, uh, Adrian, about the, the AIs and everything. Yeah. I mean, Tegan, as far as I know, someone just snipped pictures, uh, you know, Tegan in air quotes or scare quotes. Uh, someone took pictures of this other sorority girl and that's all that it was. I don't think that they used AI. So when we talk about AI in the future, you know, and, and, you know, feds looking to, you know, 
infiltrate certain communities and whatnot, uh, you can bet that they're going to be able to create people out of whole cloth with just a few images. They'll be able to create videos of that person. So you'll think that it's a real person. So yeah, just, just be careful out there. Um, that's all. Not saying anyone's doing anything illegal, of course, but it's just good to be careful with whoever you're actually interacting with, um, you know, and just, to, you know, stay at arm's length so that you're, you know, don't end up with egg on your own face at some point. Yeah. Here's the woman who is actually Tegan, at least allegedly, who knows, right? Uh, let's see. Uh, that's, this is the woman, uh, a little immodest in the, in the dress. Uh, so let me scroll down. Uh, yikes. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Tegan was impersonating me. I have no idea what, who that is really disturbing of her and her actions are quite pathetic to keep it going on for so long. So <laughs> there, you, there you go, folks. Yikes. Um, so anyway, that will finish that point. And so let's transition over to the actual, uh, video itself. I'm going to try to play this. I don't know how successful this will end up being. I've been known to enjoy a good drink from time to time. And when I'm not drinking bourbon, I'm probably wishing that I had a good beer. I'm convinced that St. Thomas Aquinas only recommended a glass of wine with a bath because he'd never had a life is worth living Irish ale. In any case, Tridentine has not made a beer yet honoring the great doctor. And he's a humble doctor, so I'm sure he's not holding any grudges. Unfortunately, I cannot say the same about myself. So, Tridentine, Tridentine, however you want to say it, brewing. I just want you to know that I'm not a saint. In fact, I've heard women shouldn't even be doctors of the church. So, I'll be waiting ever so impatiently for you to start selling your beer in store for us peasants to buy. Bravo, bravo. Bravo, and, uh, Angela. I, I <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> I have to say, Angela, in all honesty, I, just, I'm just being 100% honest. That was the absolute worst we video we received. It's also the best one we received because it's the only one we received. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, we try to get people to, to submit and I was going to submit one, but then I got tied up doing, uh, this whole, the whole job changed everything. And so I was like, Oh, I really don't have time. I've been working 12, 14 hours a day. And then on the weekends I was sleeping until like noon every day on Saturday and then Sunday, I don't do anything. I don't, I don't work and or I don't do anything, but I, so that's how that worked out for me. But I, everyone else, everybody was like, yeah, I want to do it. Oh yeah. I'm going to participate. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm so excited. And then nothing. Nada. So Angela, in all honesty though, it was really good. I thought it was awesome. I very much enjoyed it. It was really witty. Um, I've been told, and I have may or may not have said that, uh, women are not funny, but I did in fact chuckle. I, I did really chuckle too, uh, Adrian, uh, that was, <laughs> it was really good by Angela. I'm sure that Angela is 90% real too. Like you said, I haven't met Angela in person, but no, Angela's hundred percent real. Um, uh, yeah, I, uh, I really AI generated that. Angela. The AI generated Angela. <laughs> uh, that was, that was fantastic, Angela, um, especially 
starting out with a video, uh, you know, contest rules where we had uh, basically given you no no material for the most part. So to, <laughs> to think, including the actual beer or anything. <laughs> so, you know, please go ahead and promote us without any beer, without it being able to get it, being able to, uh, you know, much else. It was and so, so clever. It was very clever. <laughs> I was, I was looking, I was watching it because I saw this ahead of time. Uh, this is the first time Trevor seeing it, but I've seen it already. I was laughing my head off when I was watching because I was like, this is so clever. I would never have thought to try to make an ad about the fact that you can't buy it. I thought that was so yeah. funny. That is so <laughs> funny. It, it was really good. And I can tell you, Angela, um, and as a, um, you know, a former Dominican Adrian, you'll, you'll appreciate this, that the St. Thomas Aquinas beer is on the docket. I think that we are going to get to it this year. So hopefully St. Thomas, you know, he, he is a humble man, uh, was a humble man, as you said, or is still in heaven. Uh, but we will be getting to him at some point here. So I look forward to that. Uh, but, uh, I also appreciate Angela's, um, love of bourbon because i also love a good glass of bourbon as well myself that's usually what i would be going for if i wasn't having a good cold tridentine beer so hopefully angela we can fix that problem one of these days and we can make sure that there is an endless supply of tridentine beer up in uh the land of Ten Thousand lakes wonderful wonderful and uh i it would be so down for a thomas beer and I let me humbly give that the this name, the Angelic Warfare beer. Hey, uh, there we go. <laughs> are, you, are you familiar with the Angelic Warfare Confraternity? Mm -mm. So the Angelic Warfare Confraternity was a confraternity created by the Dominicans in honor of St. Thomas Aquinas because St. Thomas had an angelic purity. And so the he was girded and is round his waist with a uh, with a the girdle by the angels and that girdle has been passed down through tradition. So it exists. You can go see it today and the, and it became a relic. And so those who were struggling with the sin of, of lust or impurity, they would go to it. And after touching it, praying to it, they were many times they were cured of impurity. And so it is a very, very unknown tradition that needs to be resurrected in the 21st century. It's so necessary today. And St. Thomas a little, little known fact, he is the patron saint of purity and of chastity. That's very well, uh, not very well known. And so the Angelic Warfare Confraternity was created in honor of St. Thomas. He's the um, patron for that confraternity. And I highly recommend if you are struggling with the sin of purity um, or you just want to have another devotion to St. Thomas, think about enrolling in the confraternity of St. Uh, Thomas Aquinas, the Angelic Warfare Confraternity. And Angelic Warfare because the angels are all pure. They're, they have the most pure hearts. And what does our Lord say in the Beatitudes? Blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. And that is why St. Thomas was so wise, because he could see God because of his angelic purity. There you go. Sounds like a beautiful name for a beer, Adrian. And uh, what what better? It sounds like it's a confraternity that uh, we could certainly use today, since that's uh, you know, sins against the sixth and ninth commandment are absolutely saturating society. And uh, so that sounds like a great, a great devotion to have uh, to him and to promote. And uh, who knows, maybe that'll be the name of the beer. Maybe, haven't fully maybe. decided on the name yet. So yeah, you'll, you'll have to be don't, surprised. Don't feel obligated to take the name. That's a suggestion. <laughs> if you decide to take it, no need. I won't, I won't ask for royalties. It's, it's all yours. 
Just throwing that out there. I think it would be a really <laughs> cool name. But there's a lot of – St. Thomas has so many titles uh, that you could uh, easily have, like, 50 different beers all named after St. Thomas and just use various titles. The, the, the Common Doctor or the Angelic Doctor, the – the universal doctor it has like a billion different things that you could use going that direction. But yeah, St. Thomas, the angelic warfare confraternity, definitely a beautiful thing, beautiful devotion, very not well known. And it's, uh, it's really awesome. They have a, you would gird yourself actually as part of the devotion. When you join the confraternity, you wear a string around your waist that you wear for the rest of your life. Um, it's pretty, pretty intense, but it's, uh, a, the, there's debate. Some people would say, well, you can take it off in certain circumstances. And others will say, well, you can wear a medal for the angelic warfare instead. Uh, so there's different things like that. But I highly recommend if you struggle with purity, and even if you don't struggle with purity, if you just want to do it, um, go check it out. Angelic Warfare Confraternity. Just look, Google it. It should pop up. Uh, then you can join and you just get to find a Dominican priest. And if you can't find a Dominican priest, there's actually ways to have your local pastor get permission to enroll you on behalf of the Dominicans. So fun facts for you today, random factoid. So thank you, Angela, for sparking that discussion. But Angela, uh, you are, if you want to hop on real quick, we're going to close out in about a couple seconds. Uh, you can just call in right now, 877-757-9424. And then we can uh, have you on real quick. Let me, 877-757-9424. If you call in, I can have you on by phone real quick and we can uh, chat with you for just a moment and we can uh, get your take and have you explain the situation, how you came up with the idea and that sort of thing. So if you want to call in 877-757-9424, just dial down your phone and you should pop right up and I can uh, tie you in and we can uh, chat for just a couple minutes. I told uh, Trevor, we would be off by five. And also I want to go home too, cause uh, I haven't slept. So it's practically midnight for Adrian, you know, <laughs> and he said it's always morning. Yeah. I mean, I think what you get up at like three in the morning, four in the morning. So it's, uh, it's a long morning. All right. So joining us right now is Angela Erickson. Good morning to you. Or I just said it again. I did it again. Uh, good afternoon. Good evening. Good 4.42 p.m. Angela. Hey, thanks for uh letting me call into your show. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Praise be to God. I'm glad you're here. Uh, tell us about your how you came up with this idea. What was the process like? How long did it take you? Uh, tell us about it. So the concept, I guess, for, for it uh, came to me randomly one night. Just I had kind of forgotten about the contest and then decided a week or two before the first um, due date was, so to speak, um, I sort of just wrote out this uh, outline for what I wanted frame by frame. Um, and I, I think I just wanted to like make fun of, <laughs> I wanted to make fun of Trentine. And yeah, it's a little bit harder when you don't have a beer to use to like promote their beer or anything. And so, yeah, I just figured I'd kind of make fun of that because um, <laughs> there was like, there was no other choice in my mind. So, and then, yeah, the rest of it just sort of came came in the creative process. I don't know. And then just, why, why Aquinas beer? Well, I thought of that because, um, you know, St. Thomas Aquinas has said that one of the best ways to relax, especially if you're, if you're experiencing sorrow is to take a bath and have a glass of wine. And, um, 
I sort of thought, well, they don't have a St. Thomas Aquinas beer, and he has talked about alcohol. So let's uh, let's talk about why people might drink when they're sorrowful. And that's why I sort of tied in the name of their beer, um, Life is Worth Living Ale for Venerable Fulton Sheen. Um, I don't know. I just I figured everyone loves St. Thomas right now. You know, so many of us would, would say we have a Thomistic view of, of the world right now. So I just figured that would fit well. <laughs> All right, and Trevor, you have any questions? I had another question, but I'll let you go in, Trevor. No, that, yeah, that's really, really clever, Angela. And I'm glad that uh, you decided to pull the trigger and do it um, a little bit before the first deadline, uh, <laughs> or else we would have, we wouldn't have you having the show right now. So <laughs> thank you again for, uh, you know, putting that thought in. And I know, um, I you cannot know, hear him at all. That's okay. That's okay. okay. Uh, Tre- Trevor is, uh, I, you know what? I know what it is. It's because of the way our system's set up. I forgot. You can't hear people who are coming in by Zoom. That's why you can't hear. So, uh, Trevor, sorry, you're not going to be able to talk to her. Uh, That's all right. <laughs> but, uh, Angela, the my question is, uh, tell me about, I guess not really a question, I'm telling you, tell me to about the show you're doing with Meaning of Catholic. Plug your show for uh, people who are listening. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, so I have, um, I've, I've recently joined the Meaning of Catholic team as a contributor, and I'm doing a show right now called The Ascent, um, where we talk about kind of current issues in the church that are somewhat controversial, but trying to offer a variety of perspectives there in a way that sort of looks at the bigger picture of Catholicism, um, and isn't so much about the finger pointing, but talks about the different perspectives that people can legitimately have um, under this umbrella of the Catholic Church and the Magisterium. So um, actually, Jeremiah Bannister has agreed to be my uh, longstanding co-host on the show, uh, which is nice because I just feel like he has such a, a great breadth and depth of so many, you know, of knowledge on so many different issues. So he's going to be a great addition to the show. I'm really excited about it. You know, it's funny. I really don't know um, Mr. Bannister at all, uh, but I was looking because I was having a doing a show on France of the Cells. So I was doing some research. I was reading Catholic controversies. And while I Googled it, his video popped up from like two years ago where he did a video on it. And I turn it on and I am just absolutely floored by his presentation because I'm, I'm uh, not really, I don't, I'm not, I don't like rock music at all. I don't like that kind of thing, those kind of things at all. And then the music starts uh-huh. and it's like blaring music and he's like <laughs> rapping almost like spoken word. And he's like going in and he's like high energy. And I'm like, what yeah. did I get myself into? What am I watching? <laughs> what is going on here? Yes. And I think that will be an area in which we kind of balance each other out too, because you're right. He is very high energy. He's the guy drinking coffee through a straw all day, you know, (laughs) and I, and I am definitely not. So, um, yeah, I mean, he, and he's just always great to talk to. He's he's, yeah, I'm very excited. It's going to be great. All righty. Well, thank you very much, Angela, for calling in and, you know, I'll have to have you on my show to, to talk about, I don't know, something that you're covering in your show sometime and just get you in to chat. I mean, our sh- my show's called Catholic Conversations, but I rarely have conversations. It's usually just me monologuing for an hour and a half. So it's uh, it'll be good to have people on. I, it's called Catholic Conversations, for those who don't know. At the very beginning, when I first started, I started with my friend Max, who abandoned me 
to become a friar <laughs> in California. He joined the St. Michael's Abbey, the Norbertine. So now he's Frater Garion. So pray for Frater Garion. And so he abandoned me. So it became a one-man show, and I just never changed the name. So it's just been Catholic Conversations, me talking to myself. <laughs> uh, it's okay. It's okay. So I talk to myself sometimes, too. So it's fine. But, yeah, I mean, that'd be fun. I'd, I'd, I'd love to come on the show sometime. All righty. Well, God bless you, Angela. God love you. Have a good day or good evening. Good night. I don't know. What time zone are you on? I don't even know where you are. Uh, but have a I'm good central. night. Okay. Okay. That's God good. Bless. So same time. Same time. God bless you. All right. Sorry about that. Uh, I forgot, Trevor, that uh, you can't hear uh, or she can't hear you because we're on I, the way that our system works for the radio, because I'm using our radio studio for doing this. The radio studio cannot hear the Zoom computer because they're connected, but only in one direction. So you can hear her, but she can't hear you. That's right. Yes, I, I could hear her. So uh, I'm glad it wasn't the microphone again. I'm glad that you know I was still speaking okay, but hopefully everyone else can hear me on YouTube or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, no, that's that's great. I'm glad to hear the backstory of everything that Angela did, and you know she did a fantastic job. And I I did we did say at the beginning when we launched the competition that I would be giving something um, to Angela. So I've I've already given some swag to Angela. So I'll be. Um, you know, in the past. So I will be reaching out to Angela and we'll be, you know, setting her up and, you know, giving her something as an, as an award for winning the competition. So, awesome. you know, really, uh, we'll look forward to that. All righty. Well, that'll conclude the show and, uh, God bless you. God love you. If everybody's watching, make sure you like subscribe, hit the bell notification, comment down below, all those things, share this with someone you think would might be interested. And normally this is not what my normal shows are like. Uh, usually it's talking theology, philosophy. My last show was actually on seven day Adventism. I did a two part show on, uh, the first part on just general seventh day Adventist positions. The second show on specifically why do Catholics worship on Sunday rather than Saturday. So that was what we did there. And uh, I might do a show on the soul next because the Seventh-day Adventists have a really strange theology of the soul that I really am not familiar with. So I got to do some more research on it. And I might invite uh, my old spiritual director, Father Raphael Marion, and have him on because he's an expert on the soul. He has He's a professor at the University of St. Thomas. Uh, so he it would be an excellent person to have on to talk about that. Uh, but yeah, so that'll be conclude our show. And Trevor, would you like to join me for an Ave? Um, yeah, as long as you say it all the way through with me. Sure. Okay. okay. <laughs> don't leave me hanging again. <laughs> okay, I'll say it again. That's why I wanted to ask first, because I was like, I don't want to throw you under the bus. I had a, a friend of mine recently, too, uh, after you, where I had him and he was like, while you were looking up the Ave, I was like, scrambling. I was like, oh, I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember. And then he was able to get it. And I was like, Ooh, okay, sorry. Don't want to make fun of or uh, embarrass anybody. So, but I'll say I, it silently with you. I'll let you go ahead and I'll, okay. I'll say it silently. So I won't embarrass myself. I'm already embarrassing myself saying this, but I don't want to doubly embarrass myself. <laughs> so I'm taking it. your trad card, sir. You're not allowed to identify as a trad anymore. And we're stricken your name, um, the Tridentine Brewing. You're not allowed to say that anymore. It's just, you're not allowed. If you can't, if you can't say the Ave, it's, it's just banned. Sorry. 
Twitter, the Twitter <laughs> handle says, uh, I'm a restorationist. So go ahead, take the trash card, Adrian. That's true. You are a restorationist, not a traditionalist, which is That's why right. you don't know Latin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Oremus. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus, Santa Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunca tenora mortis nostre. Amen. Our Lady of Fatima. Pray for us. Our Lady Mount Carmel. Pray for us. St. Thomas Aquinas. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Thank you very much, Trevor. God bless you. God love you. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you, Adrian.